welcome to the podcast of power, the only podcast on the internet or anywhere in the entire universe that is dedicated to the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. We're talking about the finale of the first season with the name Alloyd, or it could be Alloyd. <laughs> A Christopher Lloyd. A Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> oh, do we have to go back. We have to get the rings. <laughs> we have to tell you who Sauron's been this whole time. We're going to do a little bit of a flip flop on you. You're going to think it's going to be this guy, but it's really this guy. Oh, my God. Of course, I'm Mike White, and joining me is Mr. Chris Dashu. Yep, I'm here, but I'm Sauron, but I'm not Sauron. I promise. We'll sort it out halfway through. (laughs) I'm secretly Sauron. Oh, wait, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Right. I don't know that I'm Sauron yet, but they're Mm -hmm. going to tell me that I am. Oh, boy. Yeah. So we're coming to the end of the first season, bringing a lot of stuff together. We've got all of our four stories combined in this episode that we don't no, I take it back. We've got three of the four stories. Don't see the dwarves. Well, you don't. Okay. All right. All right. We're, we're getting fewer and fewer. I, I really misspoke. <laughs> I really put my foot in it here, Chris. Your hard you foot? The, you don't see the dwarves and you don't see Bronwyn and all the people of the Southlands. They're just hanging out in the smoke and dirt, I suppose. Oh, yeah. I forgot about them. Huh. Yeah. Weird. So we're really only dealing with the elf story we kind of have a little bit of the numenor story going on in here and then we've got the harfoot so just the sexy people yeah boy and right out of the gate mike they did exactly what you said they were going to do which is what reveal who the stranger was oh yeah he's sauron (sighs) (laughs) like i appreciate what they were trying to do yeah yeah. And the whole shot of Markella Cavanaugh as Nori with those blue eyes only oh. for the only for the trailers. That's all for the trailers, baby. Well, like, no, it was in the it was. In I the, know. But like, yeah, but like fair. what it yeah. meant had nothing to do with anything. Right. Uh, Basically yeah. just showing us that the dweller can take any form that she wants. Right. But yeah. So or sorry, the nomad, the I'm nomad. Sorry. Yeah. So Sauron is. The stranger. Yes, Lauren's a stranger. Yeah. And they've got those staffs that I don't remember seeing before, but the staff is very clearly modeled after the tower of Mordor and the big eye in there. So I'm just like, oh, yeah, these are totally servants of Sauron, and they're here to bring the big boss back. Hey, we know you don't remember exactly who you are right now, but you're really important. You're going to come with us, Dark Lord, unless those darn hobbits get in the way. Right. Lenny Henry uh, making his way right off the show. <laughs> End of the first season, I guess. Yeah. What a shame. But it makes sense. I mean, he he did what he needed to in the show, I guess. I mean, mm-hmm. o- ultimately. Yeah. And uh, I guess the Harfoots get in the way of the three, uh, our, our three friends, the, 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 I don't know, the shaved head twins from the matrix reloaded uh <laughs> i was thinking of the three uh precogs from uh, uh minority report oh, that's fair. Yeah, yeah that too but it turns out ladies and gentlemen that the stranger is not actually sauron wait a second wait a or, second. Excuse me, we, sauron. we just established that he's sauron and <laughs> he seems fine with that he's okay with that so why are you doing this to me <laughs> also why can he talk 
Oh man, he's he's definitely increased his vocabulary after the last few films. Yeah, sorry, a few episodes. <laughs> I uh, I find it funny. It's weird. Like all of a sudden he can talk, <laughs> and he's like, I oh, it was so kind of cringy. Where he's like, I'm not bad. I'm good. Like oh. <laughs> Well, we're doing the wizard fighting thing, which is already pretty funny. It's yeah. not as funny as it is it the first time hey, that we see Gandalf break dancing. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> but we kind of do it here. Yeah. Yeah. The whole like, I'm gonna twist this staff and it's gonna twist your body, mister. And then I'm gonna push this staff, and it's gonna push you right in these rocks. And don't worry, you'll be okay. But it turns out after the stranger and these little uh these these little sycophants fight that the stranger kills them, turns them into moths because he's shockingly, unsurprisingly, actually just fucking Gandalf. So is Ishtar, is that one of his many names? The Ishtar are the wizards. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, so he could be another wizard. We don't know that. Follow your nose. <laughs> Sir, he, he looks like Gandalf. <laughs> he talks like Gandalf. And he quotes Gandalf. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I but he know. could be Saruman. You don't know. <laughs> he could be. Yeah. <laughs> but he's not. He's Gandalf. Like, yeah. and look, I know that there's been plenty of interviews in the, in the, since 24 to 48 hours since the episode came out with Daniel Wayman. And they're like, hey, are you Gandalf in the show? And he's like, I don't like, and it's like, because again, there's nothing wrong with it being Gandalf. Like that's fine. And, and, and what happens at the end of this episode with his storyline? It's kind of what I want. Like Gandalf and the Hobbit going out into the world together. Like, right. Right. Like it's showing us what he's going to do at least two more times with two other Hobbits. Yeah. So, Mm. and I, I find it kind of funny because before it was Gandalf and Frodo but not really. We never really get a lot of just the two of them. And then Gandalf and Bilbo, you get a little bit more of the two of them. But this is going to be like a Hobbit and Gandalf for probably, I don't know. I mean, probably the next couple seasons. Maybe this is the pairing for the rest of the show. Who knows? Yeah. But it's exciting. It's not surprising that it's Gandalf, really. Like, I think on the first episode we did of this, I was like, I'm pretty sure it's Gandalf. But like the way they dressed him was a dead giveaway. The way he looks was a dead giveaway, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm still holding out hope that he's secretly Tom Bombadil, or at <laughs> least that they have an entire season dedicated to Tom Bombadil at <laughs> some point. It just literally cuts away to what he's been doing for an entire season and then comes back at the end. Yeah. People yeah. would love that. Oh, boy. <laughs> All the songs, every musical episode, that would be fantastic. All right. Yeah. But hey, we, uh, so, so if the stranger is not Sauron, Mike, who is? Because that's also answered this episode. Because of course it had to be. Yeah, Nori's father. We knew it the whole time. Right. Yeah. That would have been so funny. <laughs> and there are those of us, and he like rises up and then, like suddenly <laughs> grows four feet tall. <laughs> yes, I, I am the true Sauron. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the character who totally wasn't just created for the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that reveal, um, though I'm very curious how, again, going back, how did he get on the raft? Is he just 
shipwrecked out there with a whole bunch of people. Like what was his thing? And he's, he's trying to be good. He thinks he can be good. He's going to try to heal the whole world. What Morgoth did, you know, once Morgoth was dead, it felt like he wasn't being held down anymore. He wasn't being choked off by Morgoth. He's going to try to heal middle earth, you know, make middle earth. Great. Again, <laughs> it's like, is it too on the nose? It's a little on the nose, it's right? It's a little on the nose. Even yeah. for me, it's a little on the nose. When he goes to Mordor and he's got all of those secret documents in the boxes with him, I was like, really? <laughs> Get out. We're Get doing away. that. Get away. Oh. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> it was a little like, only I can save you. Like, only I oh, can. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, the whole tempting of Galadriel. I mean, it it works. Gets tempted a lot, you know. Yeah, like very, very temptable as a character, especially in the original three movies. And if I were to have the ring, I would be a great and terrible queen. Yeah, yeah, and we get that here essentially. Yeah, which I think. I mean, look, if you know anything like past the original books about how the rings were made, then when Hal Brand is like, well, this is what you could do. And this is what you could do. And that's like, okay, you're Sauron. Like, oh yeah. Cause Sauron yeah. is, was in the ear of Celebrimbor the whole time. Like hell. And like, he was there helping make the rings either in a corporeal form or not. Oh, and see, I didn't know any of that, but I thought it was very suspect when it's just like, Hey, do you ever think about it using a, like an alloy or something? And he's like, Oh, Wow, you know, I've been I've been doing this thing for thousands of years and I never thought of an alloy. Thank you so much, Halbrand. That's really <laughs> that's a great suggestion. Yeah. We the men of the Southland, like, okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I find it funny is the the entire narrative now for the show is Galadriel saw what Sauron is trying to do, and so to counteract that, they do what Sauron was trying to get them to do. Yes. <laughs> it's like, are you guys fucking morons? Like, oh. what were you th- like? Don't do the thing that he said. <sighs> yeah, he is obviously trying to get to the point where I honestly thought because we have her going into that dream world and meeting up with her quote unquote brother and yada, yada, yada. And we get um, her being saved from drowning. And I was like, that's not really her. That's, that's actually, because we just saw shape shifting in the, you know, in the earlier segment, I was like, this, this is actually Halbrand. This is actually Sauron here. He's the one that's getting them to just, really do this stuff and get the ring and she's acting so squirrely i was like oh yeah but no she's acting squirrely because she doesn't want to say oh by the way i found sauron and he's halbrand it's like and i brought him to a region (laughs) and you should be like banging on a huge drum being like hey i fucked up and this is happening and we shouldn't do what he was trying to get us to do let's do the opposite but no instead we're going to make these beautiful rings with the stones and everything they could be plain bands but we're going to put some very beautiful stones in here and we're going to continue to play with this thing of threes because we have the three people that were looking for Sauron that ended up finding Ishtar instead. We've got the three female hobbits that are alive after Lenny Henry is dead. And now we've got these three elves and yes, three is the magic number. Yes, it is. It's the magic number. And that's why they make the three rings because we don't have enough to make a crown. No, we got enough to make rings. 
get we can do rings we can make alloys and we have to sorry sorry we gotta use some gold and silver from the homeland so we gotta take that dagger yours galadriel and melt that thing down yeah it needs the uh gold and silver from valinor so yeah i mean they kind of undercut the emotional weight of that by having that weird like hallucination scene exist because mm-hmm. like it, it, that hallucination hallucination scene doesn't really feel like it has a conclusion it just kind of ends mm-hmm. and i didn't i didn't understand why they wanted to undercut that moment and then undercut it further by having her pony up the dagger cuz now it's like Okay, well, I guess the only representation that you have of your brother anymore is just the Ring of Power, which admittedly, they I don't even know if they, I know that they, in the original three movies slash the original books, I'm not sure they're even wearing them. Right. They're hidden away. Well, yeah, after Sauron figures out how to, uh, in the darkness, bind them as if it were, it feels like you would get rid of those things right away. If you could take them off. I mean, again, yeah. that's the thing. Like if Sauron would, if you, again, that's the whole thing about these rings is Sauron was trying to make it so you couldn't take the ring off. Mm-hmm. You know, he has power over you and you have the ring on. And so by him making a, a skeleton ring, as it were, it, it overrides all the other rings. But now, now it just feels like the characters did something really stupid. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. for no reason. And so what are they going to do? Is it going to be this season is three rings for Elven Kings under the sky? Is it going to be next season? We get the seven for the Dwarf Lords and their Halls of Stone. Season three is the nine for mortal men doomed to die. And then season four is the Dark Lord. And then season five is the battle against Sauron. I mean, it kind of feels like it, right? Yes. I don't. I don't, I, yeah, I have no idea. Cause I mean, the characters that we've seen, we've only met two of the three characters who even wear those rings. Cause Elrond doesn't get one of those rings. He doesn't. Uh, no, the elf, it's, El, I think the elf's name is Sirdon who gets the third ring. Cause it's Gilgalad gets one, Galadriel gets one. And then this third elf who hasn't even been cast in the show yet gets. Oh, the wow. Ring. Yeah. Okay, I was thinking it was Celebrimbor wore one, and Elrond wore the other, and then Galadriel, so. None of the people who made the goddamn ring should be have any right to to wear them, but that's just me. It's just, what they're doing in this episode with how the rings are made, like, A, I'm shocked that the rings were made this early on in the show. Mm Mm-hmm. I think by I think we kept joking that they would unfurl the scroll and be like, these are the rings. Like I did. I couldn't have told you by the end of the first season, we'd have three rings already. Right. But it, they it do just, unroll the scroll, though, to they, prove out <laughs> that Halbrand is a liar. That's that's true. But it doesn't yeah. have three rings on it the way we no. were expecting. I kept thinking every time he'd be like, that line was broken. I'd be like, it was remade. <laughs> <laughs> I like the reveal that he saw her on. I just, I'm having a hard time because he's just a guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird, right? Yeah. I mean, now I can see why he was breaking arms in Numenor, but I am curious how he was saying, I wanted to stay in Numenor. I'm like, oh, okay. I wonder why that is. Oh, I know why. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 It's a, I mean, it, yes. I, it is a, pretty big it has to do with what we've seen already in Numenor oh a a a a flash forward scene or a a not flash forward but a uh 
what what is it pre uh, foreshadowing scene you remember when the oh. the queen sees the wave coming the wave, this, right yeah that sauron is a liar the devil is a liar i mean that's what it is i mean that's the thing like any like don't i you know one of uh, uh yashar who i do the game of bros podcast he him and i were going back and forth and he was like asking similar questions like like how did sauron get on that thing and isn't it convenient and it's like yeah but at the same time like he's the literal devil like you know so he's gonna lie and say whatever he needs to and he yeah i mean if you're if you're the devil you think you're saving people right but ultimately mm-hmm. like you know one man's freedom fighter is another man's terrorist it's that kind it's that it's that's what it's supposed to feel like with sauron and i think i think the the issue is they should have revealed it one episode earlier to just give us a little bit more of who he is as Sauron, not as Halbrand, because he's been forward projecting as Halbrand, and that character has been very little of anything. And now that he's Sauron, it's like it's infinitely more interesting. But we got to see all of one scene of that, and I know that it's going to be the next season. But I just feel like last episode would have been a, a good time to reveal it, just so we could maybe get a little bit of an idea of what this character is. Just so they can kind of re maybe even help just recontextualize a little bit more of what happened throughout the season. Cause it is a twist. It is 100% a twist. Yeah. Well, I really didn't get it until they put Halbrand's name on screen and then it burned and it changed to Sauron. <laughs> I wanted that so bad. <laughs> In the credits, it's like yes. Halbrand Sauron. Like, all right, I'm fine. We do get a little pit stop over in Numenor with Erin. I think her name is uh, Ilsildur's uh, sister. Yeah, and this whole thing of like, hey, you can draw the king. I don't really get what's going on here, but like, all right, you can uh, you can draw the king and propose a design for his tomb. So. Come on in. You're one of many apprentice craft people, and you're going to talk with the king or sketch him while he's on his deathbed. He wakes up, thinks that she is his daughter, the the now blind queen, and sends her upstairs to basically uncover the palantir up there. But we don't really we don't see anything. Right. That that's where it ends. Right. Well, and he tells her, like, you will be, you know, you will be queen and you're not queen yet. And it's like, Arian is a created character for the show. Right. So, yeah, I don't have any idea where that story is going. I mean, when uh, the queen and Elendil get back to Numenor right at the end of the episode, they show that the king has died. They show kind of the black, the black uh, banners. But. I just, I don't care about what's going on in Numenor. Like, not one fucking iota. And and the reason is, when they show stuff in Numenor, it's like Game of Thrones, but that the Game of Thrones House of the Dragon show right now is so good that, like, anybody else doing that is not going to be as successful. And even if Game of Thrones wasn't on right now, it would still seem like a facsimile of that show, because that's what they're going for. That's Mm -hmm. what this part of the show is trying to satisfy are the game of thrones junkies who want to see the castle intrigue stuff which really has never had any place in this narrative in the lord of the rings it's never been about people fighting over the lines of succession that's Mm -hmm. a game of thrones thing like lord of the rings is always more worried about like external threats and the like you know morgoth and sauron and you know i mean really just those two but 
you know, but they fill up thousands of years of history. So there you go with with something like, you know, Game of Thrones. It's like that whole show traffics in the castle intrigue and the Numenor stuff in this show just can't keep up. And it's trying, but it cannot keep up. So I I know we're going to get a lot of it next season, clearly, but I'm mm. I'm I'm not looking forward to it. I'm not. And even where they left it, it's like, I don't care. Like, I'm shocked that Elendil went back to Numenor, frankly. Like, I was expecting him to hang out in Middle Earth, but I guess it makes sense that he didn't. Yeah. So what is this whole thing that he's talking about where he's like, well, you know, my name means starves, but also, uh, you know, it's got another meaning too. wink, wink. And we know the other meaning. We know that it's friend of the elves. But what is this whole thing that he's doing with the queen and just them like, oh, it's a real hard burden. Oh, yes, it is. And it's like, what are you guys like Masons or something? What's going on? What, what are you talking about? I I'm not sure about that. I know that. Elendil, I mean, Elendil becomes like the founder of Gondor eventually, because again, I'm not going to spoil why he leaves Numenor again, but you know, I mean, look, it's not spoiling something. You know, Elendil has to fight Sauron, like, so he can't die. He, there's nothing that can change that story that significantly, because that would be a huge change to the story we've seen so far. But he he leaves Numenor because of some things that we've kind of already talked about. And he goes and becomes essentially like the the king. Like mm-hmm. and Elendil also is, I believe, like the great, 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 great grandfather of Aragorn. Mm, I think you're right. Right. So, well, right, because Isildur's heir and Elendil was Isildur's dad. Mm-hmm. So Isildur's heir is Aragorn, right? So yeah, I don't I don't know what the hell that's all about to answer to not answer your question. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it could be some direction that they're taking stuff in Numenor next season. Again, I hope so. There's got to be more going on in Numenor than what we've seen so far, because it's not interesting. Yeah, you're right. It's the worst part of the show, like with without even comparison. Like, I don't understand. People want to complain about the casting stuff and the other stuff, like complain about the Numenor stuff just being straight up boring. Mm-hmm. Just a very poor facsimile of a a better show. Yeah, yeah. I really, I mean, it's an island. It's a literal island. And it feels like every single time we visit Numenor, everything else just stops. Yeah. That it's not connected to anything else. And, you know, there's the famous line, you're a part of this world. Like, it should be more present. There should be more of a reason for me to want to see what you're doing. And yeah, like Michael Sheen looking guy, he's there creeping out and stuff. And I'm like, oh God, I'm so tired of you. I don't need more of you in my life. No. And it's clear that we're going to be getting a whole lot of it. Yeah. And in, in, in a really big way, because yeah, we have Farazan and that's going to be, a, yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to that part of this show moving forward unless i mean again they do something really interesting and unique with the with the story but i just i don't see what that could be because i know where the story's going and it's not a particularly interesting story anyways where where the narrative goes but it's okay everything else in the show is pretty good Mm -hmm. you know i think i think you know we haven't seen the dwarfs which i think was kind of a another weird misstep with this episode was not but I guess their story was kind of over for the season. Yeah, we left them in a in a strange but interesting place. Yeah, because last thing we saw was the Balrog. Right. And then also, you know, Durin and his wife and just her really setting him up against his father. 
Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I like the dwarf storyline so much in this show that I obviously would like more of that almost yeah. more than anything else, but yeah. Along with not seeing Bronwyn and Theo, we also don't get to see Adar, what he's up to now, but I'm sure he, and his whole thing of like, Oh, I killed Sauron. It's like, I'm wondering if he's up for a surprise next season when Sauron <laughs> right. comes, you know, kind of sauntering back into camp or, but I did like how Adar's words managed to be repeated by Celebrimbor. I was like, oh, that's kind of nice. Which ones? When it's, um, when he talks about how Sauron is trying to do a new thing. He's not trying to, Oh God, what was it? He, he he's um, trying to, uni- basically it's his whole thing of, I'm trying to unite things. Um, and then Celebrimbor says that. And uh, Galadriel's like, where'd you hear that? And like really jumps all over it. And I'm like, Oh, that was uh Halbrand was telling him that. And uh, right, that's that right. See, you remember yeah. that now? Yeah, I do. I remember it because of the way she reacts. Right. To okay. Being like, Oh, you heard that from Halbrand who heard that from Adar. Like I was feeling a little crazy. No, 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 no. Now I know what, now I know what you were talking about. I just, yeah. I know. And what's funny about, Again, the Halbrand reveal is like, who else could it have really been in this entire season of the show? Right. Well, that makes those those interactions now between Halbrand and Adar have even more weight in that last episode. Where he's like, hey, do you remember me? And Adar's like, no, I have no idea who you are, man. What, what's <laughs> going on? Why are you so mad? Yeah, I... Uh- I'm going to go back and rewatch that scene again because I watched it. I did exactly what you were talking about. I went and watched it, but I want to watch it. Like, I, it needs to be watched a couple times because, yeah, it's like weird because yeah. it's there's a lot of subtext going on that, like, is not known until you know who he is. Right. Yeah. Here I was, I think, last week saying, like, what do he do? Kill his family or something? And it's like, hmm, no, there's a lot more to it. Like, maybe he killed you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. We'll we'll see kind of what the they've they've made some kind of big noises about Sauron being, a, you know, like Walter White in the second season of the show, yeah. which I didn't know what the fuck that means. But I mean, if 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 I think I think I know what they're getting at, he's going to be like the it's going to be his story. Right. Which will be well, interesting. And also Walter White was interesting because he was kind of reluctant in the role. And then the whole thing of Heisenberg and how Heisenberg was kind of, you know, that might be Sauron versus Halbrand, you know, they're going to do like a Smeagol Gollum thing. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, they've already, we've already seen him split as far as his reflection in the water versus his reflection or his actual being above the water. Yeah. Yeah. With, with Galadriel, which I thought that was an interesting scene. They did some interesting camera work in this Mm -hmm. episode. There was that, there was the dissolve into Sauron's eyes with the rings of power at the end. Yeah. Like there was some really good imagery in this episode, especially and like with the uh when those three witches or I guess Nazgul or whatever the hell they were get yeah. turned into moths by Gandalf or the stranger. I was like, oh, that's I mean, like it this show does not lack in uh a clearly high quality CGI budget. Mm-hmm. Like and quality imagery being used, and you know, I I I appreciate what they're doing with the look of the show. Still, it's still and it's hewing ever closer to the P 
Peter Jackson stuff. But I mean, it's I know that people are going to rag on this show and they already have and we've already seen it. And you know what? Fine. You are completely entitled to your opinion. But I think for me, they kind of landed the season more or less. Yeah, I think so. I was happy with it. And by the way, I remembered what it was. It was the line about a power not of the flesh, but over flesh. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, I think that they did a pretty good job. I was happy with where they left things. And yeah, to your point, I like the little quotations of, you know, when you're in doubt, follow your nose, that whole thing from when they're in Moria and he smells the fresher air. And then also even when she doesn't know which way to go, I was it was very um Bilbo. yeah or yeah. frodo or when frodo, yeah yeah when they're leaving um oh god whatever not, the elf kingdom is not yeah. lothlorien um rivendell rivendell yeah yeah not idly do the leaves of lothlorien fall <laughs> no <laughs> it, and i think it sets up an interesting second season i mean we have sauron essentially pulling his best sam and frodo heading into mordor you have Galadriel. I, again, that's the thing. Like where the elves are left is an interesting spot because all we know is that the rings have been made. That's it. There's, mm. I mean, there's nothing past that. So where where they're going, I do not know. The stranger and Nori are going to Rune for him to train to be a wizard, I'm assuming. So, but the lands to the east are like really not part of like rune is not a place that's really well documented in the source material yeah i was wondering where rune is even just on the map i haven't looked it up yet it's very far to the east okay yeah that is kind of i've never really seen anything set there that i know of and i don't think i don't think a lot of things are set there and i think that's why they're like that's where he's going Mm -hmm. so and and i mean it makes sense in a way, because again, as far as I'm concerned, like the best thing about this show is that it has such a big world to play with. So it would be nice if they go to places we have not seen before, because mm-hmm. now we have seen a which great. We have seen Numenor. Great. We've seen Moria or Khazad-dum pre it becoming the Mines of Moria. Great. But show us more of the world. I want to see more of the world of the Lord of the Rings. Places that we have never, like genuine places that we have never seen before. They have four more seasons with eight to 10 episodes a season. That's 24 episodes of this show. 24, 32, however, I guess be 32. Yeah. If they do eight episodes a season, if they do more, it could be even more. But I want to see, I mean, that's my issue with the fucking Star Wars stuff is like, stop showing us the places we've seen before. Stop showing us the stuff we've seen before. Uh And I want this show to do the same thing where it really like now that you've set up this world, now that you've given us our expectations, now that you've shown us things that we have seen before, things we haven't seen before, but the things that you've shown us help us help root us in this world, like really do something different. Like, do something interesting and unique and very... I mean, again, they did some interesting stuff this season. There was a straight-up horror scene with the orcs. Like, when the show wants to do stuff that is not just Peter Jackson stuff, it still does kind of work. I just... I want more of what we haven't seen. Because this season, for better or for worse showed us a lot of stuff that we had seen and gave us some stuff that we hadn't. But for the most part, like most of the places we went to, most of the things that we've seen, we have seen those kinds of things before in this world. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I was glad that we went into new areas and the look of this place is wonderful. I'm still a little concerned as far as how long does it take to get from one place to the other? And do we need to see that journey type of thing? Sometimes, I mean, God, you look at the two towers and so much of that book and movie is the journey. You know, it's the second half of, well, really it's the whole first movie as well, but you know, like you really get the sense of geography from those movies. And with this, it's like Sauron pieces out and then he like just shows up at Mordor and I'm like, okay. So I'm, I want to see that journey that the stranger and Nori take next season. I want to see more of this world. I wanted to see more of the, uh, the migration of the hobbits or Harfoots, but you know, that seemed kind of abridged as well. It it all kind of seems abridged, but it seemed abridged for a purpose. And the purpose being, I get, I don't know, like pacing. I yeah. Guess. Yeah. I mean, maybe we'll get the extended director's cuts. It'll be twice as long. I just don't. I, what I don't understand is why not just give us 10 episodes? Why yeah. give us eight? Like, that's what, that's what I don't get. Like, yeah. What, 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 what is served from not giving us a full 10, eight episodes is so weird. It just, it feels like it feels truncated. This season feels truncated right here at the end, right? When it was like getting good, it just feels a little truncated. Well, you know, George Cassandra says, and on a high note, you know, you don't, you don't want to give them too much. Don't want to stick around too long. I guess so. Do you think it ended on a high note? It definitely left me wanting more. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I, to your point, I would have loved to have had two more episodes of this before we now take our one, two, three year break, whatever it is between seasons here. Yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, we joked about this, I think either last episode, or the episode before, like we'll be doing this podcast for 10 years, Yeah. but we'll probably only be recording actively for like four months, five months. No, it'd be like two months every two years. Right. So two times five. So 10 months actively ever recording this show because there is such a big time gap in between. But that's mm-hmm. network TV for you. Like, or I guess not network TV, but that's this kind of TV where it's like people are doing other things. But also this is like a large undertaking that, mm-hmm. you know, shooting those movies was one thing. But having to do that five different times is it's a lot. It, it's it's a lot. And again, I think, Yeah. Whenever we come back with this show, it's going to be interesting to see what state the show comes back in. Yeah. Yeah. Are we picking right up the next day? Are we a, a day later, or a month, a year? Where are we going to be at? Right. I, I wonder the same thing because it feels like it's like 20 years from this point until Sauron's like overtaking and, you know, all and like the fight, the big fight is a ways away. Oh, right? yeah. It's five. It's four seasons away, but it's. 20 years chrono- chronologically away. I wonder if they are going to just set the next season five years in the future. Maybe. I mean, there, well, there's a, that would make Theo older. The Numenorians, I don't, I mean, if they really are the, the, the people that are going to give rise to the Dunedians and, and Aragorn, I mean, they all live longer as well. Right. So I guess and dwarves dwarves age at a slower pace. It's not, you know, come on during like cut the guy some slack. Like you'll probably live. I, I think dwarves live what, like 300 years, something like that. I think so. Yeah. They, I don't think that they age the same way that mortal man does. Right. 
mortal man is like, you know, we haven't gotten to that point yet. We're still like essentially, I mean, even though Elendil and Isildur look like people, they're still essentially like kind of like Hercules, like the Numenorians, they're not immortal, but they live rather long lives. Right, right. Well, and this finally does confirm, and you probably knew this from forever ago, that um, Elrond is a half-elf. And he had made mention of that in a previous episode, something about his mother or something. And I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. I didn't know that. And then he just straight up confirmed it this episode. I I hadn't even thought about it. I mean, they didn't really make mention of it up until this point. So I wonder if that's going to be a bigger part of the next season. But it was interesting that they kind of never really mentioned it, even though they had had him on screen so many times. Yeah. Janice tells me that you're uh, half elfish. Yeah, just the good half. Well, and it's weird because we've seen his dad show up so many times. Yeah. So his his dad being Elrond. So I don't know. It's or his dad being Gil Gallant. Okay. Me. I was like, why? Yeah, I was confused. I didn't realize that Gil Gallant was his father. Isn't he? Or am I crazy? I, I'm not going to say either way because I wouldn't know. Apparently I'm wrong. Oh, I thought okay. he was. I thought he said he called him his son at one point. Or was it one of those like, oh yes, my son. I think you it must do this. It <laughs> must have been that it must have been that. <laughs> How much is that that goose in the window there, my dear boy? <laughs> <laughs> what now? <laughs> I, I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm, I'm suddenly doing the are end you? of a Christmas carol. So. I was like, are you doing Scrooge? Is that what the That's you, what it is? Oh man. Yep. I'm excited to see what we get next Mm -hmm. season from like i'm excited to see where the show goes but again having knowing somewhat of the narrative like i know what they have to get to i think i'm just excited to see like how long it takes to get there what they're gonna do when they get there how they're gonna subvert expectations when they get there because again like the the rings of power being forged is not given a lot of in-depth discussion in the books so like it's interesting to see what goes into doing that in the show Mm -hmm. because again it's like in the game of thrones show it's like mentioned in history but not gone deep into uh detail it's like this happened but we don't know like who said what to who and how they said it or what their motivations were it's just one person was talking to or interacted with or they did this thing like and that's that's why it's so interesting that this show and that game of thrones show are on at the same time because they're both using the same kind of source material to construct their shows Mm -hmm. and i think that this show i really do think that this show for all of its problems has done a very good job in taking that narrative of lord of the rings that we know expounding upon it in an interesting way, but also keeping with everything, like not changing it significantly. Cause I feel like anybody would, who got a hold of this would want to do something where they're like, well, we can change things cause it doesn't matter. And it's like, but, but, but the people, there are people that do care. And I know mm-hmm. that even though they didn't get the Silmarillion, um, they're still keeping to that, basic idea of what the Silmarillion does. I know that they changed some things, but Mm -hmm. I think it's still pretty close. If you ask me again, I know that there are people out there who have much stronger opinions about this show and how it relates to the source material than I do. So maybe I'm not the best source of information. I'm just willing to enjoy the show for what it is. And I think anyone who watches this show would be entertained regardless of their connection to 
or previous experience with Lord of the Rings. And I think for me, at the end of this first season, that is what's most successful about this show. Is it still a good show without those other Lord of the Rings things, The Hobbit and the original trilogy? It's still pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It could be so much worse. And it's not. I don't I don't think this is bad by any stretch of the imagination. I'm having a good time. Is it a little yeah. convoluted? Yeah. Do I need to rewatch this whole thing again? Yeah. But would I have already? Yes, I probably would have because right. I have enjoyed this. And I think now in a second watch, it's going to come together a lot more and I'm going to be able to pick up a lot more things. Yes. Nope. Not yet. I'm by. There you are. Picking out. Oh, now you went. Checking my audio devices. Yeah. You're kind of cutting in and out. Off. Doing. On. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Wow. That was weird. All of a sudden, my Zoom just starts going, your default speaker has changed. Your default speakers are changing. And it's just oh, like, wow. no, 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 no. Stop, stop, stop. That I am trying weird. to record. All right. I gotta <laughs> so what did you, I didn't hear what you said. Everything cut out. All I could see was oh. you talking. I was just saying that. Um, I was saying that I am looking forward to a rewatch of this. This isn't going to be a chore. This is going to be pretty much a pleasure as far as seeing now how things are going to fall into place and just seeing these mechanisms that I probably was completely unaware of beforehand. So I don't think it's going to be a, a chore to rewatch this at all. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I want to go back and watch some of the interactions that Halbrand has with some of the characters knowing now what we know. And it's not a stranger situation with his character where he doesn't know who he is. He knows who he is. Right. He's just not telling anybody who he is. And he, I will say he flips on the villain dial a little hard this episode. Like he goes full bad guy and like full villain full like kind of mustache twirling villain he goes it a little hard yeah it's yeah. a little i'm not gonna say it's a little out of the blue but they could have done a better job of setting it up but i'm interested to see what weird interactions he had with people earlier in the season that i haven't even thought about that he had and now knowing oh he's sauron so fuck right. like that recontextualizes things those poor people from the Southlands, who's going to break that news to them? That their king was Sauron? <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. I don't Whoops. know. We king, we crowned him a little too quickly. Uh, sorry. Yeah, I'm... Uh, go ahead. I have to say, you know, like, if I was that evil and I had to pretend to be a nice guy, like, even just a little nice and not murder people all the time for a bit. I don't know. When I got a chance to be villainous, I would probably really start turning it on because it's got to be so much fun. That's fair. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll say this much. Charlie Vickers has got the best job now in the show, getting to play oh, yeah. Sauron. Like, you just to be a you get to be a shit heel for the rest of the run of the show. Like, great. Like, I'm jealous because that's a that's going to be a fun role to see. I hope that they really do something interesting. I hope that they do something interesting with the character because now you have an opportunity to give us. Sauron, like the second villain of all time next to Darth Vader, as far as I'm concerned, like he's even better in a lot of ways because his we're 3000 years ahead still mm -hmm. like that's the hard thing to remember. It's not like Gandalf and Frodo show up tomorrow. They show up so many years from now that these people are going to be long dead other than the ones that can't die. Mm -hmm. So it's just like it, it's there's I don't know. I wish that this show wasn't just five seasons, but I'm jealous of <laughs> I'm jealous of anybody who is listening to this in the future and is like catching up with our show 
in the future after the show's over. I'm jealous of you because I am so excited to see where the show goes, even like more so than wherever Game of Thrones goes. Like this, there's a lot that they can do here and I hope that they do it. I really hope that they rise to the occasion because there have been glimmers of it in this season of rather good TV, of really great TV. And that's what I want from this show is great TV, not just good TV. When you've got mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings, I we as fans of the show, we as fans of TV shows in general, and the medium that is film expect more because Peter Jackson's already done more and you by picking up the mantle of Lord of the Rings by saying we're going to be doing a show like Peter Jackson you have big shoes to fill and I'm not sure that they filled them yet and they're not I, we you won't be able to answer that until the final episode plays for the final season but so far I think they've done enough to keep people around who were Maybe on the fence, and I think enough. I think it'll draw in enough new people through word of mouth over the next two years. I really mm-hmm. think so. I'm going to make a prediction. When we get the big fight, you know, the big fight with Sauron losing the ring, I don't think that's going to be just in Mordor. I think there's going to be like multiple fights where mm. we get to see all of these different groups and areas that we're experiencing through this whole thing, just to really show like, this is all of middle earth that is having this battle. It's an all encompassing conflict. Yeah. Cause that's one thing about the return of the King is that it all ends there at the gates of Mordor and it's all just one big battle, all one place. Like we've kind of fought our way here a little bit, but like Helm's deep in retrospect, pretty small battle compared to what needs to happen at Mordor. Right. And so I think just having it more like, because we've been doing that through this whole series so far, this first season, going from place to place to place, I wouldn't be surprised if now we get cross-cutting of the big battle at the end. And, I, and I'm and i with you, you know, I was going to ask you kind of what what are your predictions for next season? What do you, what do you think we're going to see more of? What do you hope we're going to, like, what do you hope we're going to see? What do you think we're going to see? Well, I think we're going to really stick with the dwarves a lot more. And I, I am kind of not kidding about the way that the rings were given out and just the, the three, this, you know, cause we we're used to the montage. We're used to just Galadriel basically reading the poem. Yeah. Here are just, the rings. Here, here are, are the rings. rings. Here are the rings. And like, so maybe season two is very much like who are all of the nine dwarves that are going to get these rings and follow their stories and see the whole way that um, everything falls apart uh, in the elven kingdoms. You know, it doesn't seem like the elves are really doing well 3000 years from now. And, right. you know, we we've lost you know moria is is aft uh where smog is i can't remember which kingdom that is but erebor erebor that's that's just you know decimated so yeah i would love to see more of the the dwarf story and i think going back to the southlands and experiencing more of theo bronwyn and the elf and i've i apologize for forgetting his name arondir arondir thank you I think that will be something. And then unfortunately, I think season two will also deal a lot with Numenor. Yeah, that's that my big concern is the amount of Numenorean just bullshit that we're going to have to deal with next season. Because, again, they're one of the one of the big things is what happens in Numenor and the conflict there and the conflict with, well, the conflict with where it ends up going. So, I yeah, I'm I'm interested to see as well kind of where the show goes. I think what 
I think I'm with you. I'm expecting a lot more dwarf stuff. I'm expecting maybe other humans coming into play in some form or fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we're going to get more elves. Um, I'm hoping maybe we see more of the elves that Arondir is, which I believe are like the like the elf, like the the forest elves, as opposed to like right. the the high elves, like like from the Hobbit, those ones, right. the the ones in Lothlorien, you right? Know, those I would love. Is that Lothlorien where they are? No, Lothlorien is where Galadriel is. It's wherever right. the hell. Um, I always just call him Ronan the Elf Lee Pace. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 very the very Oklahoman Elf. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, wherever he is. Um, that I want to see. Mo- I want to see what they're up to. I'm, I just want to see more of everything else that's happening. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not saying you know shuttle the rest of the cast, but I want to see more places and more characters that are unlike things we've seen in this world before, but that have been talked about and hinted at. And you know, yeah, we'll see. It's it's exciting. The show has a lot of uh, ground to cover before we get to inevitably where I think we both kind of perceive the show is going to end. So I think we both perceive it's going to end at that battle or sometime afterwards, but not much further after. If this show has Elijah Wood in it at some point or any of the, if it flashes that far forward, I'm going to lose it. I know it won't because this is not their story. Thankfully, the Game of Thrones show could do that very easily because it's only like 200 years in the past. If this show did it, I, I would lose my mind. They'll go to the the lands that they sailed to, and we'll get both Bilbo and Frodo over there. Oh, in the Grey Havens? Yeah. In the Grey Havens, yeah. And it'll be a horrific Ian Holm deep fake. Oh, I thought you were going to say that it would show them in a diner in New Jersey eating onion rings together. <laughs> <laughs> That's when Gandalf comes in. Yeah. And he's got that same goofy look on his face from when Frodo wakes up and he's just like... <laughs> <laughs> all in slow motion <laughs> as uh as samwise is outside trying to park the carriage out in front of the diner for like 10 minutes yeah mm-hmm. yeah i uh i don't know i i think uh i think that this show is gonna be pretty good the next four seasons but it's gonna be hard to t- it's gonna be hard to top how good this last episode's reveals were handled like i know it was on the nose but like, you know, the thing about this show is I don't know how many more twists they can do now, because like those were the two big twists that you could ever really do with this show is who is Sauron and who is the character that's totally not Gandalf. Right. Know? So maybe they'll introduce some more characters like that. But I don't know, like, if I want any more of that with the show. I feel like that was a good hook for the first season. Yeah, you're right. I kind of hope that it's not like, well, in this season, they reveal this. And oh, and over here, it's like, oh, no. Oh, There's, this guy's right. actually Sodoman. And this guy's actually this guy. It's like, no. There are going to be care. reveals. But, like, oh, I just yeah. I hope they're just not, like, twisty reveals where it's like, it's one person. It's like, what they, I don't want any more of what they did this season. Right. I think right. is is probably the bigger issue. Uh, what was your favorite episode this season? Do you remember? Do you remember any of them sticking out to you more than than others? No, they were all pretty much the same. I mean, I think, oh man, yeah, no, they're all pretty much even keel. I mean, there are favorite moments like a lot of the stuff with Nori and when the the stranger first arrives, those kind of things. I really liked the, you mentioned the, the horror movie moment when, uh, uh, Bronwyn was getting stalked in, uh, her house by the orcs, but 
yeah, there weren't a ton of just like, oh, wow. Yeah. The, the sequence was fantastic. I mean, over the last two episodes, we've had a lot more of those kind of bigger sequences and those have been great, but the first few were pretty quiet. Yeah. I liked Udun a lot. The one where Mount Doom explodes. I thought that episode oh, was yeah. pretty good. I mean, you have that interaction with Adar and Sauron. Now we know Sauron and Galadriel. I thought, I thought that for me, that was probably my favorite episode this season and also you know the reveal of Sauron and Gandalf are fine but that the reveal of what they were doing with Mount Doom I think handled pretty well I think it worked pretty well I think it sets up I mean it had to happen for the show to go where it needs to go and I think they did a good job and I I don't know I like that was a more kind of reserved episode than I thought it was going to be. I know it had the Arondir, uh, that stupidity with Arondir and killing all the the orcs and all that. But I mean, other than that, like there, like I enjoyed that episode a lot. And I like, I think like you said, like, I think I just enjoyed the season as a whole. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think any one episode really was much better. Just Udun had some things that I think just kind of put it a little bit higher. I wonder if, you know, the, the, explosion of Mount Doom was such a big thing this season if the tidal wave is going to be the big thing next season, you know? Yeah. Well, and that's what I wonder. I mean, the Numenor story, it feels like they've already set the stage for it to happen sooner rather than later. But again, at the same time, like they showed the Balrog too. Like, Mm. are we really expecting that the Balrog is going to show up next season? First episode. (laughs) Right. It's got a little (laughs) hat on. It's doing a little tap dance. (laughs) <laughs> you like, remember me i'm the balrog like michigan j frog just you, dancing around you think there's many of us but i'm the only one yeah god hello my gandy hello my Doran. <laughs> god get out of here <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i don't know like i i hope i i know that the balrog has to be one of the big ones and the wave has to be one of the big ones so maybe you know maybe yeah two episode or season two and season three season three and four who knows it's 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 yeah, it's interesting how much they've already shown that they're going to do because my expectations for this season were not were not what where we are now. I was expecting them to move a little bit slower. So mm-hmm. I think the fact that they're not waiting to do a lot of these things is interesting because in my mind, it just means they must have a lot of stuff that they want to do, like a lot of stuff that they want to do with this show. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Are we going to be the kind of podcasters that when they release the trailer for next year's season they'll put in they'll probably do what teaser and then trailer right mm-hmm. are we going to be those guys that come back and break in for a special episode just to talk about the big drop of the trailer today i think we're supposed to now that you said it i think we are too <laughs> we've 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 fully we've sold out they're taking our podcaster card away. i mean they don't do that for columbo and kolchak and and bernie miller so show's already over man this is <laughs> this is new new territory for well, we me need here, to put Chris. thumb. we need to put thumbnails with our thing to where we're just like oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> crazy new letters. reveal yeah yeah uh, <laughs> mike and chris break down the new trailer yeah, God. reactions, unboxings, yeah. all that stuff. <laughs> that's what we're trying. That's Weirding Way Media is just becoming unboxing and reaction videos. <laughs> Kids react to uh, what's that movie called? Uh, Necro ne- Necromantic. That's what we're- <laughs> five year olds, re- five year olds react to the cannibal holocaust. Like, oh my God. 
What is this content they're making over there? Queens, listen to Guar for the first time. <laughs> uh, I would edit that content. <laughs> I would edit that content. For I someone. would smash that like button. Yeah. If you know what I mean? Hit that subscribe button, baby. Bang, bang, bang. Just punch it repeatedly. Yeah, I guess we are those people now. I guess the next time you hear us coming to you will probably be. Well, whenever they drop content for this show. Yeah, there's no uh, episode name for season two, episode one. Two point one. That's what it's called. Two point one. Yeah, I don't I don't know when that's going to be, dear listener. It could be a year from now. It could be. I won't be a year, probably like eight months from now. Uh, But, you know, if we choose to do any Lord of the Rings content in between now and then, this is probably where you'll find it as well. So, yeah, it's kind of weird. You know, Mike mentioned it like we do weekly podcasts and it's weird to just be like, yes, we're guess we're taking a break because with the other shows that we've done like Kolchak or Columbo or Barney Miller, like those shows end, they will end. There will be, there's a finite amount of episodes and there's a finite amount of episodes of this, but not right now. There's not, I mean, there is a finite amount. We're at that moment now, but there's four more seasons. So I think we'll be doing this show until 2032. Wow. Really? Well, the next season doesn't come out until 2024, then 2026, then 2028, then 20. Yeah. So 2024, 2026, 2028, 2030. Now 2030. I get if they stay on track, mind. If there's not a writer's strike, if there's not, you know, whatever, who the fuck knows? 10 years ago, if you had told me COVID would have happened, I would have said no way. (laughs) That it did. I mean, remember, COVID derailed the essentially the industry for two years. So, you know, who knows? But yeah, I guess I guess eight to 10 years is how long we'll be doing this show. Well, yeah, I'm very curious when they started filming, because it feels like this stuff. I mean, did they actually shoot in Australia or New Zealand? Because this very much feels from the cast that it is like that type of cast. It was filmed in New Zealand. Okay. So the first season was filmed in New Zealand. That means who knows where they go beyond that. Right. But I mean, New Zealand was one of the country's lightest hit and and they had really strict rules about stuff, you know, kind of like Australia as well, though that theirs kind of fell apart. But I, you know, they were shooting stuff over there. I don't think they ever shut down their film industry and they just adapted all the precautions right away. So I don't know when they started filming this. I think they started filming it in 2018. No, I think it was later than that. I want to say. It was they said in 2018, that's when they were going to be filming it. And they they started filming in 2020. Mm. So March 13th, 2020, (laughs) the most opportune day of all to start. filming. Exactly. But yeah, I guess the next season comes out 2024. So, geez, it's a long time, man. If we did this kind of podcast and only this kind of podcast, we would we would never tire of podcasting because we would not be doing podcasting consistently enough. Right. We would have what what it feels like with this is like we would have to be doing only new shows to keep ourselves busy because you know this show is en- this show's over right, but there's undoubtedly going to be something new that starts here in the next. Well, our friend Richard. Uh, his show, DC Titans, on HBO Max starts in less than a month. So, you know what I mean? Like, there are plenty of people right. who just go one show to the next show. To the, that's how you do it. And, you know. Well, I mean, Marvel, look at how they're doing their stuff on their TV channel. You know, just the, okay, we're just finishing up this show. And then we're going to start another one right away. I mean, there was just a little bit of dead time 
after WandaVision before the uh the Hawk. Why am I why am I blanking on Hawks? Hawkeye? Hawkeye, yeah, the Hawkeye the Hawk. show. The yeah, Hawkman. There was just a little bit of time before Hawkeye started, and then just a little bit before the next one, a little bit before the next one. So, I mean, if we just de- dedicated ourselves to Marvel shows, we would be there like pigs and slop. And as far as I know, no one actually watched that Groot show because nobody I talked to has ever mentioned it once. Same with the uh, She-Hulk show. I don't know anybody who watched it. I watched it all. Really? Oh, yeah. Is it good? I liked it. It's not a good show, but I liked it. Interesting. How's that? Yeah. Well, I mean, you liking it matters more than it being a good show to me. <laughs> <laughs> if you like something, I'm game. You know, if, if it's a good show, it, that kind of matters a lot less. Yeah. It's not as groundbreaking as it could be. It's not, you know, I, I think Loki took more chances, but I like the She-Hulk character a lot. I like the actress that played her a lot. I like the chemistry of the characters. I like the whole fourth wall breaking. So yeah, I I thought it was pretty good. I really, I would recommend it to people who aren't going to get weirded out by the Hulk uh, twerking with Megan Thee Stallion. (laughs) Might be the same. Those might be the same people that get angry about black elves. Yeah. Yeah. Black dwarfs. Cool guys. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> At least we don't have to listen to that for two years, or we do. Yeah. What's the next um, outrage going to be? You yeah. know, are they going to cast somebody? Are they going to cast an Asian person in Quantum Leap? Like, that would be horrible, right? <laughs> Is that a thing? Did they do that? They did, and nobody said boo. Because <laughs> Quantum Leap was not something that anybody, I guess, cared enough about. Yeah. Or the fans are are not abhorrent human beings (laughs) at least the vocal ones aren't yeah yeah you know i almost suggested in fact i think i did suggest that we do quantum leap at one point and we would be like pigs and slop now they'd probably be hiring us to do the new post quantum leap episode recaps on nbc podcast network is that real it's probably not a real thing but there might be Man. I I might have just given uh oh god I can't even remember who runs NBC anymore. <laughs> Les Moonves? I almost said Les Moonves. <laughs> Is he even still alive? No, but he's a I think he's one of those guys that got hashtag canceled. So Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I you know, I'm glad that we don't do that kind of podcasting where we only follow new stuff because the other thing about this show and just shows like this that was kind of hard to do was like, it feels like now I understand the season a lot better now mm-hmm. that I've seen everything. Right. You know, like most of the weeks, it was just like us trying to figure out what was really going on. Well, yeah, there were there was at least one episode where I was just utterly confused and honestly had to watch it a second time to figure out what was going on. Yeah, I I mean, I don't watch new TV like this anyways. I don't it just I watch it once the show's like completely over or the season's over, but for that exact reason because I'm just not one of those people that likes to have, you know, I'm I, a cliffhanger like that doesn't do anything for me, so I just avoid watching things while they're on. So, mm-hmm. like I love Westworld, I still haven't even watched the third season of their fourth season, fourth fourth season. I haven't even watched it yet. Like cuz I didn't want to watch it while it was on and I know that that show does similarly to what this show did which was give you something right at the end of every episode to stick around for so well yeah and then you could have a show where it just completely shits the bed at the end and then by not watching it 
you've avoided it. So yeah, right. I'm thinking of me not watching Game of Thrones. Right. Yeah. Because people will still tell me, oh, my God. Oh, you haven't watched Game of Thrones. Oh, you would love it so much. And I go, yeah, I hear it ended really well. Yeah. And then that just shuts them up. So Game of Thrones <laughs> House of the Dragon, though, might be worth watching. Oh, okay. okay. I have been enjoying that immensely. But again, also, it's one of those things where it's only the first season. Would I understand it if I haven't seen the entire Game of Thrones? Yeah, you would actually probably oh. benefit from having not seen Game of Thrones because some oh. of the things, some of the things in that show that they mention foreshadowing wise are fucking nightmares when they actually show up in the actual later show hmm. like the foreshadowing and the things that they talk about the way that they end up happening is not the way that clearly george R. R. martin who is working directly on house of the dragon wanted them to happen in that show so he's just like fuck you i'm just gonna rewrite it whatever like okay it's his it's his source material you know like if anyone's gonna rewrite it like let him do it i guess yeah it's his world we all just live in it yeah yeah no i'm I'm, I tend to, yeah, like you said, and then if you, if you really avoid it, you might avoid the bullet completely. So yeah, no, I think you could watch game of Thrones house of the dragon and have, have no previous frame of reference with the other source material. And I think you'd be fine. Lord of the Rings, this show, I think it does a pretty good job of succeeding in that respect too. Like you don't have to be a Tolkien fan to get into the show. Yeah, no, I would agree. I, yeah. It might make you chill out a little bit if you didn't know all of the stuff. I mean, right? maybe that's maybe it's my ignorance that is making me enjoy this show. But then you enjoy it and you know a lot more about this stuff than I do. Well, and the thing is, I also enjoy it because I have gotten to the point where getting angry about casting on the Internet is just I don't have the energy for that. Like find like I have, you know what I have energy for sitting down and watching the show and talking about it with you. I don't have time to sit and scream online with other people about it because I take my time and I use it in a positive way to analyze the show, critique it subjectively and objectively, and then move on. Like, I don't give a shit about the casting because they do a good job. It doesn't matter who the fuck it is. Remember how mad people got about Michael Keaton as Batman? It's a white guy as Batman that you assholes couldn't even wrap your heads around because he was too short. Like, shut the Shut he the was fuck a comedic up. actor. Comedic uh, actors shouldn't be in there. What's he going to do? Start cracking jokes all the time? Yeah. You want to get nuts? Yeah. Yeah. Like, fuck you. Fuck you, internet cognoscenti, or whatever you believe yourself to be, because you're not the cognoscenti. It's just, yeah. I think I'm actually with you. If you did not know Lord of the Rings, you could probably super duper get into the show, be surprised by the twists. Still, I mean, if you if you don't know who Gandalf is, I would be surprised, but like still find some of the twists and turns to be maybe, like you said, even a lot more fun than someone who does have a frame of reference for the source material. So watch this season of the show. It's pretty good. So we will be back at some point. We don't know when, but don't put us in mothballs. Keep a, keep being subscribed to the show. If you enjoy it, I think there's what, what are we up to? Like five listeners now, maybe six, six, three, six three, okay. three. Okay. Yeah. Your mom, my mom, and then Mark Pegley. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That could be. Yeah. That, I don't know if he watches stuff like this. I don't. I don't know. know. Yeah. No, he's too busy watching good horror movies. <laughs> like the woman in the window. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but until we come back with another episode of the podcast of power, we are both hanging out over at weirdingwaymedia.com. Yeah, that's where you can find us. 19 shows and counting. And uh, if you like us covering new shows, let us know, because 
This was fun. It wasn't, I mean, it was like what, yeah. seven weeks of commitment. It wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, no, exactly seven because of the first episode being uh, two. And shows don't run for 23 episodes a season like the X-Files anymore. So right. there's a little <laughs> bit more of a manageable commitment in a lot of ways. So yeah, even if this did run 10 episodes or maybe 12 they'd probably still do that thing where they do a midwinter break. So we wouldn't get a new episode until February anyway. Well, that's what uh, DC Titans is doing is they're doing a mid season break. So yeah, I I don't know. I'm, I, uh, I don't know when we come back. I'm excited for when we do come back, but it could literally be two years. And if we've got any LOTR content in the meantime, we might as well put it here and we should give a plug. We did a discussion of return of the King and the hobbit and we talked a little bit about Bakshi's lord of the rings as well over at the other podcast or one other podcast that we do ranking on bass so i can put a link to that in the show notes or chris can actually because this is your your baby here chris that's true and uh, and also we covered lord of the rings the first three films on the culture cast two years ago and i spoke with uh john noble who played everybody's grape tomato eaten villain denethor uh which was a fun interview and he was a he was a treat because i'm also as i know you are a big fan of fringe oh yeah. so it was hard to not fanboy that entire interview but yeah that's i think that's it for lord of the rings content between the two of us we've never covered the hobbit not no, yet not yet it not, needs not, a reappraisal <laughs> Oh boy. Like uh, like uh suddenly they say Attack of the Clones is a good movie. Yeah. Boy, yeah. boy, all it took was twenty years and a lot of smoke and grass to really <laughs> wrap our heads around that one. <laughs> God. The quality standards are just being lowered I every know, day. I know, God. 